With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Triple Bit Podcast for Saturday, 23rd of January 2021. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. I'm Gordo. Hello. For the, the video viewers and the Patreon, I've already said, Gordo, you look like you have been captured in the Middle East as if you were like Terry, a BBC, Terry Waite. Yeah, a BBC journalist caught been in the wrong place. At the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time, and now I'm chained to a radiator somewhere. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, I am. I am. I'm near a radiator, but unchained. Um, Gordo, if, if some of our listeners could get hold of you after the weekend you had of picks. That is, I, I think I would be better off being captured. In the Middle East. Uh, I had an absolute, st- like, the, it's, the, it's the worst week I've ever had in the podcast. Statistically, that isn't true because I've had weeks just as bad as this. But this one... Because I'd done felt worse. This one felt worse because we'd done really well of recent, and then like just ran into a a horrible roadblock. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, the banker. I feel like I've been a shite bag because I feel like this game was called exactly how it was going down. Um, I took a goal in the second half in the A League match between Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers, so the derby. It was one to four for a goal. It was one each final score. Both goals were in the second half. One of the goals came on 68 minutes. So just before the 70 minute mark, I told everyone to watch out for for a goal coming. Um, But yeah, I think I went way too conservative because I've watched quite a few games now in the A-League this season and it's just back to usual form. There are goals galore. And Western Sydney Wanderers actually played three days later against Central Coast Mariners, which is the Ziggy Gordon derby now. And... Western Sydney Wanderers scored after 82 minutes. Another goal after 70 minutes. So their games are definitely one to watch and play and bet on a goal coming because it's just it just was so open in the last 25 minutes. Um, but we were talking about it before we started recording, Gordo. That, That's what a challenge that is. That's one minute, 30 seconds into a game. See, well, see the best thing of it? Matt Simon said in the, the papers the day before the game, that he's getting no interest in talking about Ziggy Gordon. He's like, he, he wasn't a good footballer when he's here. He won't be a good footballer anywhere. Even though you get voted fans player of the year and players yeah. player of the year for the team. Um, and 32 minutes in, there's VAR in Australian football and Matt Simon kicks Ziggy Gordon in the chest and he's on the ground. Yeah. And it's- then he's like, there's a picture of him down pointing. Um, and I know, I know people that know him quite well, so they'd sent him this picture. And they were like, you're a massive fucking pussy. And it's just Matt Simon pointing down at him on the ground when he's pointing, pointing the ground. <laughs> he, he, I watched, so the highlights were on um, BT last night. I didn't catch the game live, but I watched the back. Like, that challenge that you posted was like the boy, a minute and 30 seconds into the game, just went for a cementing. He was like, aye, we're going to show them we're there. And it's great because there's actual crowds at these games, right? Oh. So he was getting booed, right? And I was like, fuck, they've upped the crowd level in this, man. And I was like, wait. It's actual people booing him. It's like, this is good. This is much better. 
I think we said in this podcast like a while back when it was the Champions League, I'd said the Russian lo- game. Loc- locomotive yeah. versus Bayern. And I had missed hearing that noise. Ziggy Gordon, every touch he got, got booed by like the 5,000 crowd. It was, it was so enjoyable. They're 50% capacity. I miss hate. I'm a Raiders fan. I miss, I hatred. miss hatred. I need to hear hatred. And people Have you thought about Twitter? <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, but that was it. It was a great pick, John, because that, that was actually the kickoff. I think it was. Um, I can't remember who posted in the group saying, great pick, John, that was early. And I woke up to that notification. I was like, fuck, I've missed the mega coupon. And then I backed the rest. And, it, and from then on, it really didn't go well. I know. Andy, your banker. <laughs> yeah, Rangers away at Motherwell. This was a loss because it ended in a one-all draw. I know, John, you warned us of this. But you know, I, I, take, I take your warnings with a pinch of salt because you're just a naturally pessimistic Rangers fan. It's not natural pessimism, actually. It's pessimism that's been learned over the last 10 years. Like, if you'd, if you'd spoke to 24-year-old John, he would never have thought Rangers were lost games. We'd been to UEFA Cup final and w- winning titles regularly. There's been there's been a decade of real, real badness that's, that's brought this on. So, yeah, but Rangers remain undefeated. Um, they should have won, to be fair. See the way the second half went. That They were dominant. They had the blueprint from the Ibrooks game. Motherwell started the game really well, but as soon as they got their goal, that was it. They went back to the exact same way they played against us at Ibrox. They just sat in. Um, just an off day. I've never seen Barisic and Tavernier hit the first man so many times with crosses. And when they did get one right, it was, what, 74 minutes? It was just too late for us to, yeah. to really push on. So I've taken off Morelos earlier because the full had a half chance. He would have probably done another if he gave him another 10 minutes. I mean, fortunately or unfortunately for me, depending on which way you look at it, I didn't even watch that game because it didn't matter to me anymore because the banker treble was already dead. And speaking of already dead, <laughs> um, I lost out on the evening, well, wouldn't it, probably the afternoon game, um, Marseille versus Nimes. Um, it was a, a real shit game of football on our side because Marseille missed a penalty to go 1-0 up in the first half. Came out in the second half, you think, right, they'll capitalise on that. They conceded two goals in three minutes from the same assist and goal scorer both times. So it was the same, cross out of the box, guy scored. Um, they then made four substitutions five minutes later, got a goal back. You're thinking, right, they don't have much time, but they, they might squeak something here and uh, scored in the 85th minute. So it was too late to really mount a proper comeback. So disappointing. And, and having looked at Marseille as well and having had a look at their, their, their fixture list coming up and that, they did all, they did okay in their their easy games, I would say. They're about to play, as you'll touch on, John, some of the tougher teams in the French, in the league, and they're, they're, I don't see them getting anything out of it. It was a, it was a dismal performance. And I would say, look, my worst banker, for a long, long time. Like I've had I've had winning bankers that were close to bad. This one was a bad banker that also lost. Um so yeah, I, I, Marseille lost two one to Nimes and that killed the banker treble. Yeah, over to the value. Aloha versus Hearts in the Scottish Championship. I took over one point five goals in the second half at odds of four to five. The game finished three one. There was a very late goal. There were two goals in the second half. Should have been way more. I've seen the highlights now. I think I was texting you because got called off. Goals scored in the ninety third minute. They got called off, and then they played again, and yeah. Hearts scored right away, which was a huge yep. relief because I was texting God send for yourself I was celebrating already with you I was going yeah I told you I told you because see, it's not a league with VAR like you don't expect a, a wrong goal there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, my value pick was in Germany in the Dritte Liga, and it was cancelled. So a uh, void. No win, no loss. I would have liked my game to be cancelled. Uh, mine was Leeds versus Brighton. Again, we tipped for goals. Again, we tipped for action. Again, we tipped for fun. None of those None things. Of those things. <laughs> One nil to Brighton. It 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 not only killed lot my own five team ACA for the weekend because getting leads at over even money. You were like, they're going to scoosh this. Uh, you know, it was a dismal game of football as well, which you don't expect from you know high scoring, high conceding leads. Not only that, Brighton have been playing not badly either. I mean, they're always praised for for playing well and not getting the results. So you fancied this to be a good spectacle, if nothing else. Yeah, um, and it was it was it, garbage. It um, so yeah, they lost one nil. Value not in. My outsider was an English Championship QPR versus Wickham, and I did not even get that game to go ahead. It was called off. Void another void. Void's okay. No win, no loss. My outsider was. The best thing to happen to me last week. Uh, Blackburn versus Stoke. A draw at 23-10. One all draw. That was a really good... Think, that was probably the better of the week. That was that's, that along with Aloha Hearts was the, the picks of the week, I think. They were brilliant. I think we all agreed at the time. All of us. Blackburn yeah. versus Stoke was a was just looked like a draw. We um, The midweek games last night, it, after looking at them, I also backed Stoke as a draw last night. They also drew again. Like it's just incredible. Like they, it doesn't even. That last night was three each, so it wasn't even like a dismal draw. Like you <laughs> I just, just love get one point. All we need. Stoke love nil nils, especially yeah. away from home. Like they're just very very good at nil nils away from home. But as you say, conversely, three all. Yeah, fine with yeah. that. Another point. Rack so, them up. That was Rotherham Stoke last night. It was three each. Uh, and then my outside. My, now, now you know when you're having a dismal week when your outsider that didn't win was your highlight. Um, <laughs> I had Freiburg away at Bayern Munich um, and Freiburg uh, it was 2-1 to Bayern Munich I actually got a money I actually got a run for my money in this game in that Bayern were, uh, went up 1-0 very early on from a Lewandowski goal Freiburg levelled it after having no pressure like genuinely zero pressure they got the ball up the pitch got a header into the net Neuer saved it but it was over the line ref pointed to his watch one each brilliant they then spurned about three or four really good chances when it was, you know, after a goal, you get end-to-end football for about 10 minutes when you're like, oh, this game could be six each. Uh, yeah, it ended up 2-1 to Bayern um, uh, when they, they went on and won that game. So a 10-1 outsider, I ran it a lot closer than my even money shot value bet or my, uh, you know, one to three uh, banker bet, but another L in there. Yeah, and that's that's where it continues. Uh, the charity was zero for free. None of us got our, our charity picks in. It was a pretty dismal week. I took the SPL game between Celtic and Livingston, both teams to score at four to five. They both should have scored, to be fair. Um FA Ambrose has must have the worst shaped head in the world. Because I don't know how you miss the target from that cross on the six yard box. Like did you hear Martindale's comments? No. He said, I think I think Lennon's been texting him this morning. <laughs> it's such a fucking bad header. Like, it, like, I mean, anything on it straight. He heads it almost straight back to where the corner taker is from inside the six-yard box. Amazing. And and uh, Mikey Johnson's to score for Celtic. He's got a chance in the six-yard box that he miss hits. Oko flexed, 
almost gets to a cross. It was a pretty open game. To be fair, Livingston hit the bar near the end. There should have been goals. Um, I'd also said about Scott Robinson um, to score. He was 41 before kickoff. He had a fucking great chance to score from outside the box. Just pulled wide. Um, but that was a disappointing. I think that was the start of the charity one as well. It was. Yeah, because yeah, if, if No, if it wasn't. It was. I had the early game on. Were you the two o'clock Saturday yeah. game? Ah, you'd already fucked it. Yeah. Yeah, mine was uh, close. It was Queen of the South. Annoying. Both. I, know. I took Queen of the South. I thought the odds were huge for a home win at 75 and they were 2-0 up really early. 2-0 up at half time. The game ended two each, which is irritating. And because it's in the Scottish Championship, it's not a two-goal payout on Bet365. So... Uh, I don't know if other other bookmakers that do that to go pay out offer perhaps would pay out in the Scottish Championship, but three six five don't. So, yeah, that that game also, and uh, we get a group chat with my dad, and my brothers, and all that, and and uh, they're very new to like my dad's very new to online uh, gambling, and was like, oh, I've been paid out in that game. And, he's, and my brother had to explain him. He's like, no, no, they limit it to the big the big leagues. Yeah. So we're on this rant for about 20 minutes. been like, Scottish Championship's a bigger league than England's League One. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's so disappointed to go up 2-0 and, and not see the oh, game out. Um, but yeah, but luckily it didn't matter because I had also, surprisingly this week, not got this pick. This was Pordenone versus Venezia. And uh, Pordenone, I had I'd taken the game as a draw. Pordenone won 2-0. There wasn't much of a... Uh, they, Venezia had a lot of the ball and a lot more shots. Pordenone were just more clinical. So, 0 for 4. Looking forward to this week. Um, and can only get better. Yeah, it was a pretty shite week in general. So, let's just go straight on to better news, hopefully, on these picks. Uh, it is FA Cup weekend. So, the picks in the English Premier League are a bit annoying. They disappear. My banker is in the FA Cup. It is Brighton home to Blackpool. I'm basing this on Brighton's amazing win at Leeds last weekend that buggered God does value. And also the fact that Newport aren't very good. Brighton did put out, eh, sorry, Brighton, not Newport, Blackpool have been put away from home. Brighton in the last round against Newport put out a very strong side. Like it was only like three changes in the team and it was all players who have played regularly in the Premier League this season. So I don't expect them to put a week inside. I think they'll, they'll use this to what Sheffield United did. A bit of a springboard, get through the FA Cup, take a simple round. Brighton to beat Blackpool at home in the FA Cup on Saturday is 4-9. to nine. I think really good odds for something. That I, I honestly think the way they play as well, play really good football, I think they've scud Blackpool. Like minus ones over evens, which I think is really good as well. But I'm going to be very basic and go for Brighton to win at 4-9. to nine. That's a huge banker for you, just in terms of odds. Well, I, had, you're... I, think, I think I'd sent you through that I was taking Brighton to score in the second half at yeah. 1-4, but I looked at Blackpool in more detail, and they've lost four of the last five away from home. They're not a good side. Yeah, um, cool. So I'm going to go with Brighton to win at 49. I like it. Uh, my banker's Sunday, 2.30pm UK time, so that's Germany in the Bundesliga. Schalke versus Bayern Munich. Bayern are top of the table, 36 points from 16 matches. Schalke are bottom. Seven points from their 16 matches. Form-wise, Bayern 12 points from the last five. Schalke only three. Um, Bayern have won the last nine meetings in a row of these two teams. So actually just went nine wins, right? The last time Schalke won against Bayern was in 2011. 24 meetings ago between these two sides. So 
form, head-to-head record, league position, everything is in Bayern's favour. Bayern are 2-9, to nine, which is an incredibly big price, in my opinion. Um, so they're 2-9 to nine on William Hill and Unibet right now. 1-6 at 3-6-5. So you can see there's a, there's a disparity there already. I mean, I still think I'd still take it at 1-6 just to bolster some coupons. But 2-9 to nine is huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, considering the last time that Schalke beat them, they had Bayern's goalie in nets. <laughs> that's probably why. Like that's nine years ago. Yeah. I was wondering how ten far years that, ago. I was wondering how far that went back, man. I was like thinking of like Ebby Sand and Osadebi and all that up yeah. front. <laughs> oh man. Um It's a long yeah. time ago. Two to nine. Two to nine suggests to me that Bayern should only well what it does mean is Bayern should only win this game one in every four and a half times. Mental. I, I looked at that pick as, as mine, but it was one to seven. I looked at it, so because obviously I text my picks over slightly earlier, it was one to seven on 365 and that. So I don't know if the bookies have slightly well, it's more. Still, it's still one to sh- six on 365, but on William Hill, um, it's two to nine. So yeah. obviously you get pricing disparities between them, so shop around. But if you're if you're putting together a, um, a accumulators, throw Byron in there. Yeah. Okay, I will uh, round off the bankers this week. I am in the Sierra A. This is Sunday at 11.30pm. This is Juventus versus Bologna. So you're going to get a Juventus at a slightly inflated price here, in my opinion, 4 to 11. Um, Bologna have been better of recent. Um, we covered them because of Aaron Hickey, but he's not getting a game because of COVID. Their better form has came at home, not away from home. They lost 2-0 to Genoa. They drew 0-0 with Fiorentina. They drew one each with Torino. They drew two each with Spezia. They lost to Inter. Anytime they play one of the big teams at home, they lose. So their form against AC Milan, Atalanta, um, Lazio, Inter, they lose their games. They can grind out draws against average teams, but they can't stop themselves getting beaten by the big boys. And having had a look at Juve's, Juve's form has been has been pretty good at home overall. Uh, they've won their last three games. One of them was a cup game where they get taken to extra time. Ronaldo didn't start. He came on at 88 minutes and then they went on to win the game. So he's rested for this game. You know, he he, he he's in decent form just now. Bologna, uh, sorry, Juventus have won the last five meetings uh, at home. Every year they beat them at home. Like Bologna have been in the top, the top league the entire time. So 2019 they won, 2018 they won, 2017 they won. They beat Bologna at home. Um, I'm going to take them. They they lost to Inter, um, UV in their last game, and I don't think there's anything you can really take from that other than Inter are quite a good team this year. Really, um, Juventus will go over the top of Bologna, and they'll probably win this game two two nil three nil. So I've I've been confident. I'm moving away from France and the bankers. Because they, they have not they they didn't do me well. Last week. They've not been kind to you. They haven't. So I'm moving back to Italy where I'm traditionally rewarded for my efforts. So <laughs> Forza UV, let's go. I can't I can't argue with it. Um Bologna Bologna have been okay. The Juventus Inter game, like you said, that was the most alarming one for me. Um just because of how bad they were. Like Inter absolutely demolished them. Like I, Ashley Young was playing left wing back in that game. Mm-hmm. And, was phenomenal, like that. Yeah, that's how bad Juve were to me. Was that Ashley Young looked like a world beater? I, I think there's something to be said for ex Premier League players going to Italy and playing their football there because I think the pressure must be 
less and it's just a different format of of not format football but it's a, it's played at a different cadence i would say so it must be there's 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 players that go over there i mean look at look at ac milan just signing manzukic up there with um with ibrahimovic it's clearly not played at a pace that they can't still continue the game like you you play them in the Premier League and people just run by them all day. Like they're 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 just not as fit as a as a, as a young person in, in that role. But I'm going to take you over here. Four eleven, John. What's your value? My value strangest, is in Ligue 1. It was the strangest use of the word cadence I've ever heard in my life. Cadence is just how how how, how fast something is done. Mm, okay, so if we're talking about sounds. But all right. My value, my value, my value. We'll we'll move away for cadence. (laughs) (laughs) My value is in Ligue 1, and it's uh, Monaco at home to Marseille. So, God, you kind of mentioned everything that I was going to mention. Marseille home form is actually normally really good. Their away form, however, has been awful recently. And they've lost three of the last five, drawn two. They've drawn with Dijon, who are the second worst home side. They've been beat off Andre and Renz away from home, who have a worse home record than Monaco. Monaco have won five of the last five at home. It is the fourth best home side, but Monaco's form has really turned recently against the sixth best away. I wouldn't take too much from those positions. It's more just Marseille's away form just now. like Dropping too many points to crap teams, and Monaco are one of the best teams in the league just now. I can't see I can't see Marseille getting out of this. I really, really don't think Monaco will really pull away. I've watched Marseille a few times recently. Um <laughs> just seen your message, Andy. It's only for the Patreons that will now see that. We won't mention it. You need to pay money. You need to pay money for that extra content. Um Gordon, what yeah. do you think of the pick? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up. So I looked at this as my banker in over 1.5 goals in this game. Right. Monaco scored a whole bunch of goals all the time. There's only been one instance in the last 10 games that Monaco have not scored over two goals. Yep. So even, even Monaco on that. It, Monaco are a team in rebuild. Marseille are kind of relying on players that are not performing at the moment. I think it's a great pick. I think this game will be filled with goals. And I think it'd be a really, really good one to watch as well. So I would encourage anyone who can to see it because Monaco's players will end up playing for Borussia Dortmund, will end up playing for PSG, <laughs> they'll end up playing for teams that are really, really good. And it'll be nice to say, oh, he was pretty decent when he played at Monaco and look who he's playing with now. Um, I, I think it's a great pick in, in this instance. I was just staying away from France because of last week. So Marseille, Marseille I've got 17 points away from home. Nine of those have been collected off the fourth the four worst teams in the league. Yeah. They bottom sc- home sides. And they're they're not winning those games uh, comfortably. They're winning no. those games by one goal. And it's yeah. it's it's generally they bring on I can't remember it's Tuvan or um oh the ex West Ham boy. Or Paye. Uh, uh, Paye and, and they do something for them. They're not a team that you seen the game again I watched the game against Man City when they lost three 0 They could have lost that game eight 0 like it, it, it's not a flattering result for them. Um, I think it's a good pick. Monaco all the way. I'm in Italy for my value pick. Sunday, 2pm in the Serie A. Genoa versus Cagliari. Now these teams are pretty closely matched in the table. 16th and 17th place, only separated by one point. But the reason that I like Genoa here is not only are they the home side, 
Um, their form's also a lot better. They've taken eight points in their last five matches, scored six, but importantly, only let in four. Cagliari, zero points in the last five games, scoring only four goals, but letting in 12. Um, so they're a bit leaky. They're not scoring very much. Genoa seem to have got their act together a wee bit, and you'll get a home win at 13-10. to 10. It's the better-than-even money price for that that I like. Looked at that as a, another pick as well. Looked at that for, for charity this week. I think it's a great pick. Again, like the... It's the price. 13 yeah. to 10 is a big price. So, yeah. Like it's it. definitely the it's definitely that extra couple of units. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it's it looks like a draw, but I, I'd be tempted <laughs> to jump in. You can get on there. Yeah. That's good. I just, I, I just think Cause and Cagliari are, are leaking goals. Like 12 goals. And to concede 12 goals in that league over your last five games is, is not mm-hmm. good. So and I, I kind of figure one goal for Genoa might be enough. Yeah, happy with that. Uh, okay, so value for this week. A hard-fought value for me this week because one unnamed presenter on these, John, tried to rip this pick straight from my hands. Um, I, had, I had taken Villarreal away at Huesca. Uh, for me, I think that's my, my pick of the week, uh, and it's a really, really good pick. Um Villarreal are fourth in the form table. They've got 10 points from the last five games. Huesca have one point from the last uh, five games in there. Um, Villarreal, uh, Huesca have lost to lower league teams in the cup in this this kind of run as well. So that isn't reflecting. If you look at their form over the last five games, they also have one point, but that includes some of the cup games in there. They lost to... Um, they lost to I need to remember the actual how you phrase this. Teresa, I think it's Teresa C Division Aljocano 2-1 in the cup, which it, it isn't a fantastic result for them. Villarreal have been playing in the same cup, obviously, at the moment and have won all their games. They beat uh, Tenerife away from home, who are in the, um, the La Liga 2. Um, they beat Celta Vigo away from home 4-0. Um, and they beat Zamora, who are Teresa Division as well, 4-1 in their last things. Um, they, they've also beaten Levante in their, their last game that they played. Villarreal are in a better form at the moment. If you look at the standings overall in this in the league, Villarreal are in fifth, and they're really not far behind getting into second with Real Madrid. Real Madrid are in 37 points, Villarreal are in 32. You've got Barcelona just under there in um, 34, and Sevilla on 33. So it's congested at the top, with the exception of Atletico Madrid, who just don't have conceded six goals all season. Um, that's a way to win a league. Um, Huesca are bottom of the league, 12 points from 18 games. I'm going to take a Villarreal away win here, and you're going to get that at just under even money. So three to four. I was going to pick it, so you know I already like it. Yeah. Outsiders. Outsiders, Serie A, AC Milan at home to Atalanta, who are playing right now. Um, Atalanta are drawing 1-1 away at Udinese at halftime. AC Milan have won four of the last five games at home. The one game they did lose was a 3-1 defeat against Juve. Ibrahimovic was missing for that game. He's just coming back from injury now. Scored two at the weekend. Um, Atalanta have drawn away to Spezia and Bologna recently, who are two teams in the bottom half of the table. For me, 9-5. AC Milan are outsiders at 9-5 to at home to Atalanta. Atalanta on their day are a very good side. But AC Milan are top of the league and Atalanta are sixth. First V6 at home should never, ever, ever be almost 2-1. Yeah. I've checked I, I AC Milan's Twitter and website. 
There is no mention of COVID issues or injury issues unless something hasn't come out publicly and we're unaware. I have no idea why AC Milan are 9-5 and Atalanta 6-5. makes no sense to me. I get that Atalanta have a good results, but those Spezia and Bologna away performances and they're drawing 1-1 currently with Udinese, it's just a bit alarming to me. I think AC Milan with Ibrahimovic back, Mandzukic signed... They'll go on and win this. They'll go on and win this. I, th- I think they look really good. I looked at this from outsider as well. So there's, it's, it's not often you get a week where we've kind of all looked at roughly the same games for it. Um, AC Milan, yeah, you can't have a team who are dominant at home, like playing against a team who are, you know, they're decent away. They're, they're also winning games and be almost two at one. Like that's, that's in my book, not a good. Um, well, the bookmakers could turn around and, and make a, a kind profit on this, but I, I would I'd rather have AC Milan at two to one than even money team away. It's, it's top of the table, playing the seventh best away form team and the sixth best team in the league. It doesn't make any sense to me that AC Milan are so so far the outside on this game. It honestly feels like a like that I'm missing something, but I can't see it. Um, yeah. Can't see any injury list, so. I'm going flat as my outsider and I think it's ridiculous the pricing of it. Cool. My outsider is Saturday 3pm a good traditional kickoff time. England Championship Wigan versus Fleetwood. Um, Wigan are 13-5 to which I, which I again similar to John I think is a massive price for a home team here. Um, it's a huge price in a football match for a home team that's only nine points behind their opponents with a game in hand after 21 matches. Uh, Fleetwood are struggling, only three points in the last five matches, no wins in there, it was three draws and two losses. Wigan, six points from their last five. Wigan's games tend to include a lot of goals, so I did sort of think I wouldn't be surprised if this is a both teams to score game as well. I just don't see how you can put Wigan as such big outsiders here from two teams that are pretty equally matched. I mean, toss a coin to see who's going to win this one, I'll take the 13-5 to price. Yeah, it's the, it's the price for me. It is toss of a coin to me because Fleetwood are equally as bad away from home as Wigan are at home just now. But yeah, 13 to 5. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I think this is kind of the, the theme of these outsiders, Gordo. So let's yeah. try and see what you've got. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got something that I don't think either of you are going to like, but I will, I, I'm quite happy to, to talk about it. I am in La Liga. This is on Saturday, 8 o'clock. This is the late game. It is Alaves versus Real Madrid, and I am taking Alaves or draw in this game. Now, Alaves get absolutely scudded when they've got to come out and play teams. They don't have to get out and play teams in this instance here. They're going to be being peppered much the same as they did in all other teams up the top of the league. They narrowly lost to Atletico Madrid. They narrowly lost to Sevilla. They drew with Real Sociedad. They drew with Valencia. They drew with Barcelona. They're a team that can sit in and take pressure. And I don't think that Real Madrid... We, we've talked about this before, John. I don't think defensive... We don't think defensively Real Madrid are, are, are up to much, right? But they tend to be doing... They're, they're okay and away from home. If you look at... Um, Real Madrid's last game, they drew 0-0 with Osasuna, they drew 1-1 with Elche, this is the last two away games. Alaves are a team in a similar mould. Alaves held out for, where was it here, they, they held out for a, a, a ridiculous amount of time um, with 10 men and got a goal against Atletico Madrid, who are, you know, the 
streets ahead of anyone in that league at the moment. Yeah, um, Alaves went down to 10 men in the 63rd minute and managed to get themselves a goal back late on to try and get... They lost. They ended up losing to a 90, 90 plus three goal from Luis Suarez. So they could they, they, they tend to be able to hold on against teams that are pressing them. And I, I see this being another game just now. You're going to get this at 7-4 to four for the double chance in that instance. I think that's quite quite a, a good price in this spot. If you, It's just how they play against other teams. See if they were playing against Celta Vigo, right? They're probably going to lose 3-0 or 4-0 because they're going to have to come out and try and play. Or if they're playing against teams like, I don't know, Elche or something like that, they're going to have to do that. But play against big teams, Alaves managed to keep the game tight. And I think 7-4 to keep the game tight is good value for me. I agree. I agree. You've said everything there. They've, they've been either a single goal defeat in a game they've been in or they've taken points off people in the top four. So They, they, missed, they missed a penalty in the in, 90, in their defeat to Sevilla, their last game, which was last night, which was also on my coupon as a draw. Um, they had a, they missed a penalty 90 plus one to draw the game to each. So, you know, they're, they're, they're getting close with these games and they, and they can stay in it. Even going down to 10 men and staying in it. Is, is big credit to them. So I think they'll go out, they'll frustrate Real Madrid again and hopefully hopefully they get a win, actually. It's 7-1 for the win if MD fancies it, but 7-4 um, for win or draw. I definitely don't fancy the win. I'm going to caution against that. But I, <laughs> Please but don't. I, but I do think that I do think that he get a draw. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that at all. Over to the charity. So we're on to the fourth week of, this, of the new year. We've had one charity in. My pick is back to the English FA Cup on Saturday at 12.15. It is Southampton versus Arsenal. Southampton had been playing really well. I know they beat Liverpool recently in a game that they probably they were probably just slightly better than Liverpool, but Liverpool haven't been turning it in you now. I feel like Liverpool are really struggling. I mean, they're missing two centre-halves and they're playing their two best centre-mids in central defence. And do you know what? Somebody got ridiculed on Twitter, eh, one of the journalists that talked about Thiago. And he said it's it's not it, it's the wrong player for their team. It, it just doesn't suit the way that they play. And I, I really, I actually don't think he does. I think Liverpool look like a totally different team with him in it. He's fucking class. He's absolutely immense. But the way Liverpool were playing, they're more suited than having like an Oxlade Chamberlain in that position than somebody with Thiago's skill. They're a fast-paced, high-energy side, and you've put somebody that strolls through a game and controls and dictates passes. They've totally changed their style of play. I don't think it suits Manny, Salah or Firmino anymore. It looks like a really disjointed side just now. I would agree. Um, it's, it, to, use, to, to paraphrase another Liverpool fan I was talking to about this, is he looks ponderous. That's, that's his problem on the ball is that it, he's, he's, a very, he's, a, he's brilliant at spraying the ball with someone. But what we don't need is that. We need someone that just goes and immediately boots it forward and the boys can chase it. That's fine. Well, and do you know the only other person I've ever, dis- heard, ever described as ponderous? On the ball, Charlie Mulgrew. So he's in an elite club <laughs> between the two of them. He was always described as, oh, he's just he's the boy's feet the whole time. Um, and and I think I agree, a, a world class player, but hasn't blended into the job we need him to do yet. And so the reason I'm saying that is to go back to my pick and say that Southampton did beat Liverpool, but I don't think they beat the best Liverpool side on current form. However, Arsenal have turned a screw. From from Best nowhere, from nowhere, man. That Emil Smith Rowe is he's the best youngster I've seen come through that club. Like Saka's been immense, but that guy 
is little bits of every good player in the Premier League just now. The way he drives with the balls like De Bruyne, he keeps getting assists for fun. So he's got that on him as well. He's fucking amazing. Who knew all Arsenal had to do was play the youngsters who were performing in the Europa League in the league to continue this? I did. I did. Yes, I did. And let's be honest. Repeatedly, man. You can't give Arteta too much credit for that because he was basically forced Forced. to do it. COVID. COVID took out all the Brazilian players. He brought in Emil Smith-Rowe. Saka then gets switched to the right. He put Aubameyang left. He brought Lacazette back in because he wasn't having to shoehorn in Pepe or Willian anymore. He brought Holden back into the team because Gabriel was missing. He went back to a back four, which means Tierney, who was playing fine at left centre-back, is now back to being a left-back that overlaps. And Perfect. holy shit, he's going to assist the game just now. The whole team's changed. Five clean sheets in a row, four wins and a draw. Arsenal have been really impressive. Southampton have been good, but I only need to mention this one more time. Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yeah, Arsenal will beat Southampton. Arsenal seven to five, so they they are just the outsider in this game. Southampton are, I think, six to four. I think it's like very tight and who's what. But wow. yeah, I think Southampton will focus on league and continue to focus on league. Arsenal in the FA Cup. They'll make minor changes. They won't make too many changes. Uh, they'll bring in Nketiah for Lacazette, Pepe for Saka maybe, but I think they'll have more than enough to beat Southampton and continue the FA Cup run. Yeah, I like it. like it a lot. Uh, although I have had many sad stories about backing Arsenal in the past. I don't think this will be one. Um, my charity pick and leg two of it is Saturday at 3pm in England in League One. Crew versus AFC Wimbledon, a home win for Crew, Just under even money at 4-5. So Crew are 7th, um, Wimbledon are 21st, so pretty bad, and their form is stinking. They have zero points in their last five games. They've scored only twice in those five matches, but conceded 13 times. Uh, they've been on the receiving end of some real batterings, like 4-0, 3-0. Uh, Crew are the fourth best team at home in the entire league, so just the, the home fixtures taken into account, fourth best. 23 points from 12 home games. Their overall, their overall form is decent as well. Nine points from their last five. Uh, I think this is a stick-on crew win, and it's four to five, which is... I mean, th- th- this was my value until I saw the Genoa game and thought, oh, 13 to 10s are over even money price. I'll, I'll stick that in the value. But I think just under-evens for a crew win here is huge. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, big price. Aye, really good pick, really good. And I'll I'll round off the charity this week with another like our charity bet this week is going to be I, I, obviously I'll put it on because I was fucking terrible last week right so that's um, <laughs> and I, and I also probably have the first game in it so um, I don't feel so bad then um, <laughs> but that's the no and so I am taking I'm in the Sierra B this week it is one p.m. on Saturday it is Reggiana versus L R Vicenza I am taking L R Vicenza away from home at three to two. And this pick is a bet against Reggiana. It's not really much to do with Vicenza. Reggiana haven't scored a goal in six games. Wow. Six games in a row, they haven't managed to get a goal in the net, right? Uh, They had a 0-0 draw with Empoli. They lost to uh, Regina, rather confusingly. Uh, They lost to Pordenone. They lost to Pescara. They lost to Citadella. They lost to a good Spal team. And this was going to be... My pick last week was was Spal versus Reggiana, but it was Monday. So I couldn't, I don't like having a game on a Monday. Friday's fine. People are thinking about gambling. Monday, you're back to responsibilities. So um, 
I am taking uh, Vicenza here uh, in, in this instance. Their away form's been okay. They've won, won two, lost, uh, lost two, and drawn one of their last five away games. An impressive 3-0 win versus Brescia was their last away game they played, and that was in the fourth of the first. This is purely a bet against Reggiana. I think not scoring a goal in six games doesn't bode well for your confidence going into game seven. Um, and if you look at the standings, uh, Vicenza are in 12th, 21 points. Uh, Reggiana are in 18th on 15 points. So there's there's not a terribly large amount separating them just now. But if you consider that separating 8th place and 20th place are 10 points in this league, you'll understand that they're a wee bit above. So Vicenza away against Reggiana. I'm taking them at 3-2. to two. I don't think it's a bad pick, but we've spoken about this league before. I I am growing to despise it. And Why? I, this, I've not had that many. This, this no, it's not, not, not you, the games in general. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is, if Reggiana got a goal, then... They haven't done that in the last six games. If they get a goal, they haven't figured that out in... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a suitable analogy here. I guess, like this game for me is, you're you're play you play your cards right, and you you you've drawn a six, and you're going higher than a six. That's well, fine. If you, fa- if you fancy the double, like, chance, do you know what I mean? It's if like, you fancy fine. the double chance of draw or Vicenza, you can get that at four to eleven, in in this spot. Um, but no, I think the six to four is a, is a, you know it's your pick. It's exactly. Yeah. So I'll be taking right. that pick. <laughs> um, so yeah, three to two. I look forward to the next week's review, <laughs> whatever whatever it may be. I'll be sitting with a big a, a big handful of tenors, handing them to the charity. Uh, that is the picks. We've, we've done a we've done a pitch before, but we'll do it again. Patreon, five pound a month to join the Trample Bet Club. There will be a UFC episode out this week. For UFC 257, Poirier versus McGregor. Jojo Calderwood also fighting on that card. And you get Andy's cheat sheet. Although, Andy, you had to be chased for it. You had to be chased for it last week. Hey, I, I, I always produced the, the cheat sheet nice and early, and you're the one that holds on to it before, before releasing it. For whatever reason, I don't know. I still blamed, I still blamed you as well in the post. I was like, yeah, great. Sorry, for, sorry for Andy's tardiness. You know, and, and that's and that's the beautiful thing about being the guy that holds the account key. You, you know, you you can you can say and do whatever you like. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it's definitely a good thing to have the cheat sheet. Um, it works really well on the the Patreon mobile app. You just pull it up, all the picks are written down. How is uh, the fantasy league going, Andy? Am I still like just absolutely awful? I lied and yeah. said I would look into it. This is embarrassing. Do you know what? I'm going to need to now. I'm actually going to go on tonight uh, and I'm going to look at it and try and fix. It was who was it? Did one of you say you get Foden last year? I was listening back. Yeah, Gordon. So, so we see when the transfer window opens, am I able to actually draft other players in if they're available? What are you talking about? You can draft anyone at any time. Yeah. There is no windows. What? It's, what it's... about the one that we did the draft for? Yeah, there's no one? windows. If, if if a player hasn't been picked by another team, they are a free agent. Ah, oh, awesome. And you and you can and you can pick them up. All the good players are obviously taken and no one's getting rid of them. Um but yeah, you can pick up from free agency whenever you like. Not oh. Phil Foden. He wasn't Not taken. Phil Foden, he's now a gator. He is. And he's a proud one at that. Um I I'm, I'm getting I'm getting horsed again this week. I'm playing Andy Sweeney. Um he is 
brutalising me, he's going to get a load of points off his bench. So when when you look at the scores just now, it looks like a tight game. When you factor in the fact he's got a load of points on his bench, no good. I am, it's all change. Me and Neil Moore are in a tight matchup at the moment. Uh, some game, games tonight. I'm in 25 points. He's in 30 at the moment. I need some big performances. And who do I need to get injured for him? Mitrovic, <laughs> Van der Beek. <laughs> uh, he doesn't play anyway. Yeah, but being injured would really keep him off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's been really good to the fantasy football, even, even at the bottom of the league. So, And you can get involved in that sort of stuff by being a member of our Facebook page, which is free to join. Just search Facebook for Trampled Bet Podcast and sign up there. There's always good stuff on there. Um, members, sh- listeners share all sorts of picks. Peter Glover with his Harvey Barnes to score. Oh, that is an excellent pick. I like pick did it, you, picking did it you, out and putting uh, it up there for everyone before the game started. It, it was 23 to 10 and he saw there was lots of value in there. So I know a lot of people won money on that pick. Cheers for that, Peter. Uh, Jason Stott, wee bit of analysis last night um, over 0.5 first half goal market is, is his market of choice. And apparently it happened 23 out of 24 times in the English games last, last night on Tuesday, which is... A big hit rate. Um, obviously, if I was picking a five-fold, I would have, I would have included the one that ended 0-0. Aye, somehow twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, good, good bit of analysis from Jason. Maybe something worth looking into. Uh, and mentioning Jason, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the day of its release, happy birthday. Yeah. There we go. Happy birthday. I, I would like to add one thing. Um, this is like a wee bonus pick. Parma versus Sampdoria. So this is very similar to my value pick in that I see this as a form mismatch and I almost picked this game. I feel it worth mentioning. Um, for anyone that didn't just shut the podcast down when we started talking about Patreon, here's a wee, here's a wee bonus for you for listening through that. Uh, Sampdoria have six points from their last five matches, scoring seven, conceding eight times. So that's okay. That's, pre- that's pretty mediocre. Parma, they've only scored twice in their last five games, but conceded a massive 11 times. Uh, Sampdoria are 10th on 23 points Parma 19th so that's second bottom on only 13 points and a Sampdoria win here is 7-5 again getting it better than even money I think there's value in this game for an away win so that's Sampdoria to beat Parma as a special extra bonus pick Fantastic There you go Um, That was the podcast have a good weekend Happy hunting Bye Podcast Network.